0: Jalen and Jacoby is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate.
1: Hey yo, check this out. It's DJ Calvin. There's shows and there's the Jalen and Jacoby show. Major key alert. Don't ever play yourself.
0: Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is Box it up. that we and do? The B-ball! Oh, what? They, what they want? Jalen Rose, who is joining us in just minutes on this program?
2: Big Snow, Jeezy, ATL's finest. Make sure you go get snowfall right now. Is joining Jalen and Jacoby right in the B block.
0: So the NBA season officially started a couple nights ago, but last night we had a full slate of games and they were all fascinating. This one went down to the wire. It was Luka Doncic and the Mavs going up against the Suns and Damian Lee hit a huge game winner. Luka Doncic missed a opportunity at the end of the game. Jalen, what did you think of the Suns on night one?
2: I think starting the season, I was looking closely at the Nets and the Suns because to me they were the two most disappointing veteran teams to exit last year's playoffs. The Nets didn't win a game, and the Suns just flamed out. And one performance in particular stood out to me, the ineptitude of Chris Paul ever since he turned 37. Uniquely in the like five or six games since his birthday, May 6th, four or five playoff games, and including yesterday, I don't recognize the guy that led the league in assists last year. Just last season, and was averaging over 15 points. And so now the season starts, Devin Booker was the only Suns player that looked like he belonged in the first half. DeAndre Ayton had... Four points and three fouls. And Chris Paul was in single digits. And you said a name to help lead the comeback. Damian Lee. Damian Lee on the Suns. Damian Lee is the guy to help lead the comeback. And I want to give him a lot of credit. I want to give Monty Williams a lot of credit. Because he benched Chris Paul. Let me say that again. He benched Chris Paul. And Damian Lee showed up and won them the game. You know how that happens in reverse if they lose? Chris Paul's a future Hall of Famer. They've, they've been together directly as a player coach for years in different situations. They're, they're the best of friends. I appreciate the maturity of CP3 and the leadership of Manny to allow that to happen to get the win for the betterment of the team. And I'm glad Aiden showed up in the second half. He started being more aggressive, throwing a big, powerful shoulders around, taking up space. It was actually a great game to watch, and it was a terrific comeback by the Suns.
0: It was a great game, and there was also another great game, and this one happened between my New York Knickerbockers and. The Memphis Grizzlies This one went to overtime So I'm counting it as a win for the Knicks They did not win the game But to me, that is a win If you take the Memphis Grizzlies Who were second in the NBA In terms of win-loss record last season You take them to overtime Big win for the Knicks
2: We showed Josh Tattoo A few weeks ago And yeah. it reminded me of a Jay-Z verse He is I And I am him And I tell you all of the time there's certain teams I can look at, and we ain't talking about big threes. And we ain't talking about a dy- dynamic duo. We're talking about the improvement of Ja. And the ball handling, the finishing at the hoop, the three-point shooting, the defense and effort, the big block on Jalen Brunson, and then getting it out to the lob on the other end for the easy dump. Entertaining the crowd playing both ends that was the difference in the game one team has a superstar and the other team is still trying to figure it out one team is paying one guy $100 million in essence to play basketball the Knicks are paying $100 million to a few guys RJ Barrett, Julius Randle Jalen Brunson but here's what I'll say about Brunson it was great to see Randle play well bouncing back after a poor season last year. I want to make sure I say this about Jalen Brunson. He's going to make winning plays. He's not going to be the ooh and ah necessarily to undress um, the defender uh, and, and break an ankle. But he's going to take the charge at the end of the game against Ja to send it to overtime. Those are the plays he's going to make. He's going to be steady. He's going to be a great leader. And he's going to give toughness. So I appreciated the Knicks' comeback. And I want to say one other thing that I said last year. What's that? Free Cam Reddish. <laughs> Free Cam Reddish. He can ball. Like Cam I thought Reddish the Knicks has good skills. Last night. I,
0: honestly, they did not win the game, but I thought they looked good last night coming from behind, forcing it to overtime against a very good Memphis Grizzlies team. Now, as we head into the season, there's a couple huge question marks around the league. One of which is a gentleman by the name of Zion Williamson. Another is Ben Simmons. The Pelicans and the Nets faced off against each other and it was Zion who impressed last night. We saw what they did last season in the playoffs, made a lot of noise. Look at them now with Zion. Do you think they can contend in the Western
2: Conference? Jacoby and I do a lot of betting. And one thing I'm gonna start doing is giving you guys betting advice because I don't bet on the NBA because I feel like it's insider trading. I feel like I just know way <laughs> too much. So it says he
0: knows too much to bet on the NBA.
2: I, I, I know way too much. And 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 look tipping the scales of this matchup, this was a heavyweight versus a light middleweight on the interior. I knew this was going to happen. Because you have Valentunis who people underestimate as a score um, his size and bulk down low. The return of Zion, who's a who, who's a bull in a china shop, who's going to get you 20-plus points and live around the rim. B.I., Brandon Ingram, who, if, if you squint really closely, looks like KD sometimes when he's moving and gliding, when he pulls up at his height and his length and, and his pace and his poise as an offensive player. C.J. McCollum. As a seasoned veteran, they have one of the best starting fives in the entire NBA. So when you look at the Nets up front, Claxton gave effort. He could change into the floor, a couple of big blocks and boards. He's growing as a player. He's getting stronger, but he's still thin. Kevin Durant going to be playing a lot of those minutes. He's thin. Ben Simmons is going to be guarding fours and fives consistently. He's not thin, but he's going to be getting in foul trouble. You saw it in the preseason, and you saw it yesterday. That's going to be an issue all season. And so when he has more fouls than any other stat line, that ain't good. No. When he only takes a couple of shots, Jacoby, in the game, that ain't good. And I keep telling folks like you, Doug Collins drilled this into my brain. The OG coach of multiple teams in the league and my countdown partner and JRLA supporter. The game is so hard when you can't shoot. The game is so hard, especially when you play on the perimeter. And so it's going to be interesting to see if they allow him to initiate offense. Let me just give you some game. When he comes across half court with the ball, Jacoby, his man is already 15 feet off of him in a help position. So if he does a dribble handoff with KD or if he does a pass and cut, a guy like Zion just sitting in the paint they really yep. going to have to just allow KD or Kyrie or, or, or Seth Curry when he returns to, to initiate the offense and just own it. Ben needs to be on the baseline, be on the wing, be a screener, be a roller, be a cutter, not somebody that's initiating the offense. It's going to be interesting to see if they update that dynamic in their half court in particular.
0: I did notice that as well last night watching this Nets team. It does feel like they need Ben Simmons to step up in a much bigger way than he did last night. He took three shots. Three shots in the entire game. Jalen, I don't know if you noticed this, but the Detroit Pistons played last night.
2: Detroit The Detroit Pistons played
0: last night. Now, we're going to start this part of the segment by celebrating Paolo Bancaro, who had that great dunk and a couple other good plays. But Jalen Rose, I love this young Pistons team so
2: much. Absolutely. Seattle's finest. The number one overall pick. And I can't front. He dunked on the entire city on that play. That was nasty. Jeez. I hated that for my guy Corey Brewer. But guess what ended up ultimately happening? Jalen Durant got a double-double. Couple of blocks. Motorcade. Was out there balling. Jay Nivey changing and into Jonathan. the point. Yeah. So it was great to see Paolo dominating in the paint. He looked real good. Looked real good. Looked powerful. But the Pistons, it's only right. As a Detroit squad, look like a whale oil machine. How about that?
0: I love the fact that you used well-oiled as a car reference as the Pistons are a engine running smoothly after one game in the NBA season. I expect this Pistons team not to make the play-in. They're making the playoffs. I love this yes. Pistons team. Yes. And I love the fact that I'm inviting myself to all of the games. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I might even go to games that you're not even Come there for. Come with me. I love the Let's Pistons. Go. You know I'll jump on a bandwagon. I'm jumping right on the Pistons <laughs> bandwagon right now. Die Easy Jacoby is a Die Easy Pistons fan at this moment. I love what they did last night, and I expect them to do great things this season. And I also expect us to be visited by one of the best rappers to ever speak into a microphone. Who's joining us right after this?
2: Jeezy the Snowman, Big Snow, Snowfall out right now. The OG joins Jalen and Jacoby next.
0: The NBA continues on ESPN. It is the Celtics taking on the Heat in a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals at 7.30 on Friday. And then at 10 p.m. It is the reigning MVP Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets taking on the reigning champions, the Golden State Warriors. What a doubleheader on Friday night. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, every day that we have this platform, what do we do?
2: We acknowledge that Brittany Griner is still wrongfully detained now 245 days and it's sad to see reports that her mental state is as worse as it's ever been and she's starting to even doubt if she ever is going to get released. So we here at Jalen and Jacoby wish her a speedy safe return to the United States. Jalen, we have a game tonight between the
0: two Los Angeles NBA teams. It is the Clippers and the Lakers. Lakers did not look great on opening night. Now they face off against that man, Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. What do you expect to see this evening?
2: This this ain't fair to the Lakers. You know, there's an old saying that says, what happened in this house stays in this house. And unfortunately for the Lakers, all of their flaws is going to be exposed on national TV early in the season. LeBron's going to be dominant driving to the basket. He looked terrific. He's not slowing down at all. Great to see him 30-15. I believe he had eight dimes dunking, looking energetic, looking enthusiastic about playing. Anthony Davis um, showed flashes of being a dominant defensive player and attacking the pain and was really aggressive and showed flashes of an all-NBA caliber player. And and Russell Westbrook, he he shot a, a good percentage. His turnovers was down. Uh, they, they 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 scored a lion's share of the team's points. But depth is going to be an issue. And as LeBron mentioned, three-point shooting is going to be an issue. The deep Clippers, in particular on the perimeter with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Covington and Powell, are going to expose that tonight. I'm picking the Clippers, as you know, to win the West.
0: It was so interesting to hear LeBron James talk about their lack of three-point shooting after one single game of the season Jalen Rose we celebrated the Phoenix Cardinals all year last year and it did not pay off for us this year they have not looked great they face the Saints tonight can they get back get right against
2: New Orleans and D-Hop is a couple of weeks from returning right he's D-Hop is returning tonight and for you betters out there come a little closer The Cardinals probably haven't been winning consistently when we adopted them, but Kyler Murray wins us money every week. And D-Hop is returning his Hail Mary receiver. Bet for Kyler, two passing, one rushing. Tonight, D-Hop over 100. Tonight, bet the Cardinals to respond. Tonight.
0: Cardinals win, touchdown for Kyler. Touchdown for D-Hop. That is your place for this evening to get you money. We will be back tomorrow as we are every day. ESPN 2.
2: Jeezy the snowman. Snowfall.
0: We always say we get the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. We have the full Jeezy interview coming shortly. And who is joining us tomorrow on the program, Mr. Rose?
2: All I gotta say is this. I very rarely use the word superstar potential. And as an entertainer and as an artist, as somebody that's been a public figure since the early nineties, is more than just how well you play. It's your personality, it's your style, it's your flavor. It's your ability to relate to people on all levels. And if you're gonna be a rapper, it really helps to have bars. Armani Caesar, the first lady of Griselda, is joining Jalen and Jacoby tomorrow. She has all of those qualities. Make sure you go check out the Liz too. And I'm not just speaking, and I'm gonna let Jacoby talk next. Relationships are different when you meet somebody's mama. Okay, so that's family. She's going to be here. We're going to support her. Her video with Kodak Black is crazy. The style, the flavor. And I'm a Kodak fan. And what he did on Kendrick's album, really like double down on that and seeing him and her flow with with the new single Diana is dope. So make sure you check out Armani Caesar joining Jalen and Jacoby tomorrow.
0: So, Jalen, off-wax, you and I talk a lot, and we talk a lot about the NBA. And one thing that you do hold close to your chest is the word superstar. You don't put that on everybody. Like, there's a handful of superstars in the league for you. And last night when I'm watching the Memphis Grizzlies and the New York Knicks play basketball against each other, I saw a superstar in John Morant. Are you giving him the superstar status? Because I did watching that game last night.
2: So, and here's the thing that I don't have to overthink this. When I look at the team, we win because we have him. And then here's the B side of that. A lot of these guys that have a him ain't a big three, ain't a dynamic duo. Luka ain't a dynamic duo with nobody. No. They made the conference finals last year. The year before in the East, Trey Young wasn't a dynamic duo with nobody. He shot down the Knicks and people were spitting on him from the stands and everything. He out here leading the league in points and assists. The first guy to do that since Tiny Archibald. As somebody that played guard in the league, I ain't ignoring that. That's crazy. Giannis, I love Chris Middleton. I love Drew Holiday. But we don't consider them a big three. We consider them their second and third best players. They win because they have Giannis, him. That's why. And Ja is one of those guys. And here's going to be the, the thing that elevates Ja this year. <clears throat> the squad was 20-5 without him last year. Great point. 20-5. They were 20-5 and without him last year, which means if he plays in 20 of those games this year, 17 of those games that he missed last year, 17 more nights for Ja to be getting steals, getting blocks, going behind the back, between the legs, playing off schedule, putting up 30 like he did with the Knicks. I saw one team that has a max player, and I saw another team that's paying three guys $100 million. That's what you call a superstar. That's what Jai is. So, absolutely, he's elevated himself into that status for me. So, Jalen,
0: <clears throat> you know I'm a Die Easy Knicks fan, so I was watching that game, and of course I was watching Damian Lee on the Suns. But there's a game with a superstar, with a him, that went under the radar. And that is the Denver Nuggets lost to the Jazz. And last night I saw Bogdan Bogdanovich play for your Pistons and Donovan Mitchell play for the Cavaliers. The Jazz are not trying to win games and they beat the Nuggets, which surprised me and they have the stretch mark five Nikola Jokic, who is a him, who is a superstar. I know it's just one game into the season, but I'm already disappointed by these Nuggets.
2: And so this is a classic example of when we get these guys back, we're gonna flip a switch and be good. And uh, their coach, uh, Michael Malone, does a great job in Denver. A couple of years ago, we were one of the first shows and people that highlighted the fact that the Nuggets were ascending. That's what's going to happen this year with the Pelicans. I've been telling everybody when they was when they 0-7, when they was 0-10, I told everybody, Willie Green going to turn that around. And if y'all need a stock to buy in, right now in the NBA, it's the Pelicans. Been saying that. So now this year... People going to be like, oh, okay, they see it now. After they beat the Nets, they really see it when Zion returns. So for the Nuggets, I just saw complacency that will change as the season progresses. But their health, to your point, is going to be the key. If Murray, Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, along with the Jerker, are all healthy, they got a chance to do something special in the West. Let me tell you what happened with Utah. Their bench points were astronomical. Let me tell you why that is. Because all of those veteran players that come off the bench are auditioning for other jobs. Mm -hmm. Let me tell y'all how this works. So you think you're tanking, so you're not going to start your probably best lineups in theory. So you're going to put certain vets on the bench and allow them to close quarters and or close games as the quote-unquote tanking squad. Except those vets are smart enough to play and put good film on tape because they know that they're auditioning for other teams because we're sellers. Our team is sellers. So that means all of those guys know that they can be in a trade tonight. So that is what I saw. What One surprising
0: I? result from yesterday was the Cleveland Cavaliers who I have high hopes for. I thought Donovan Mitchell was a great fit there. I love their young core, Evan Mobley, Garland, Markkanen. Like I just love what they have in Cleveland. However, they lost to the Raptors. What we always say success is a function of realistic expectations. The expectations for Cleveland could be high high or low low. Where are your expectations for this revamped Cleveland Cavaliers team with Donovan Mitchell?
2: Well, hit the brakes because Darius Garland left the game with an eye injury in, in the second quarter. And Donovan Mitchell still had over 30, and I believe he had like eight or nine assists. He was balling. When they're healthy, I still feel like they're a team that sh- that should be flirting with trying to not only win a playoff series, but not getting swept in the second round. Like, like losing four, four, one in the second round, potentially, based on not having an experience, or if Donovan Mitchell can just lift them to a, like a six or a seven game series in the second round. That's that that's the ceiling to me for this squad. But but let me give you two names that I don't want people to underestimate when they look at the Eastern Conference standings. Masai Ujiri and Nick Nurse, arguably the best president and GM and one of the best strategists in the league. Nick Nurse only won the championship with the Raptors, a team that has never been to the finals. See, it ain't like winning with the Lakers who already take Rob Polinka for granted and they're on their third coach. The Raptors won a championship the one year that Kawhi was there. And this is literally Nick Nurse developing his roster from within. When you watch the Raptors play, switch everything, play with effort, compete defensively, share the ball. Whoever has the high hand going to get the shot. Scotty Burns, rookie, came in, showed himself second-year player, still balling. Pascal Siakam, paid him a couple of years ago. Fred VanVleet, first guard to be undrafted and and get the kind of deal that he got, and he's been an all-star. Like I could go up and down that roster of players that you wouldn't know who they are if you're a casual NBA fan. Uh, Ananobi, players like that, but they're going to play hard. And when you go to the park, everybody on the Raptors, those the dudes you don't want guarding you. They're all
0: 6'9". Everybody is 6'9". The center is 6'9". Except Fred VanVleet is the only one who's not 6'9". Everybody else in the roster is 6'9". Whether you're the center or whether you're the shooting guard, 6'9". The entire team can switch Correct. everything on defense. Correct. Jaylen, I'm watching the games last night, and I saw the Detroit Pistons. Beat the match. Detroit basketball! I think 82-0 and 0 is on the table. Like, it's not it impossible. 82-0, and 0, right? Is that no realistic doubt.
2: expectations? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing I want to say about the Pistons. Hold on. Before you speak about the Pistons, I want the podcast audience to know
0: that Jalen Rose just picked up a Afro pick from the table and started to massage the hair as he was discussing the Detroit Pistons Please continue with your Afro pick.
2: So, wh- wh- when I was a young when I was a young pup, I used to wonder why the OGs, a in the 70s, not only had the fly froze, but why they rocked the picks. And so, culturally, there are a few reasons. One, as a sense of pride and power. That's why the pick has the fist. And. The other is to actually use it. Like, when you have a fro, you're sitting in the car sometime. Might smash the back of your head. Look like heat miser a little bit. You gotta pick that out, you know? And you might put on a hood, you might put on a hat. You know what I'm saying? The pick is for actual use. And then the other thing, if your head itch, just like mine was just itching, you scratch it with the pick. And that's what you saw me doing. So it's more than just a style play. It's actually the equivalent of somebody wearing a belt. Like, you don't necessarily have to wear it, but when you have one on, it's like, you know what? My belt is holding up my pants. You know what I'm saying? It is kind of helping me out here. So and also the other thing is just pick is fly. I just remember <laughs> being a shorty, just looking up. I, I'm trying, like, like, like E40 would say, looking up to the, to, to the, to the OG tycoons, and wanted to dress like them and would have a goatee. So that's another thing. When you see me, I'm gonna show up at your event dressed like the '70s and the '80s.
0: So, Uncle Jalen, I need your perspective on experience I had yesterday. I'm not in New York. I'm in Los Angeles. I needed a haircut, right? So there was a barbershop I went to, and the caucasity level was low. Very (laughs) low caucasity level.
2: Oh, so that means they knew who you were then? There's there's
0: five people outside, not looking like they're trying to cut hair. A lot of medicinal. And while yes. I'm walking in, one of the dudes outside is trying to get me as a customer. And my thoughts are, you got to be inside next to a chair for you to be a barber. Like, you can't be outside <laughs> trying to holler at me. Like, you got to be next to a chair. Agree. You got to be clipper adjacent. You gotta that's, why, that's, Clippers that's, around. that's the
2: equivalent of landing at the airport and a dude trying to solicit you to come get in his car. I am about to go get in your car. I don't even see your car. Yeah, your car don't have, it's not yellow. (laughs) You're not a professional car. You got a regular car. You're just
0: a person. You are a civilian. So these civilians are trying to get me to get my hair cut by then. And then I go inside. And and, and this dude was very nice. He shook my hand, gave me a white guy handshake. You know, (laughs) he gave me a, a proper white man handshake. And then he did something that's never been done in a barbershop in my life. He washed my hair with shampoo. Mm. And while I'm sitting there with my head back, getting my hair washed, I'm thinking, this is going to cost. Like I, th- I feel like I feel like I'm feel like being bamboozled. I'm being taken advantage of. And I got a good haircut. Got a little fade. I liked it. But Mr. Rose. What up, though? When I asked how much money it was, he says sixty dollars. Now, you know I like to tip, but I usually pay sixteen dollars, and I give a fourteen dollar tip. So it's a thirty dollar experience. This dude off the jump is asking for sixty. I gave him eighty dollars. Do you think my caucasity is what led to that price? Because that's how I feel.
2: Uh, first off I love you brother and thank you for going to a barbershop without Carcassity. and I see your line I know it's a little too crisp for you I know it's a little too crisp for you
0: oh no what I tell them I say I want to shape up but don't make it look like I gotta shape up that's what I told them I'm like I don't I don't need the like the the right angles I don't need the geometry that Jalen Rose has I just want it to look clean and crispy
2: how you want to do your hair is how I do the inside of my goatee. I try to keep it as natural as possible. I know exactly what you mean. So I applaud you for that. Second off, when somebody soliciting you to their chair and shampoo to the head is a part of the experience, that sounds like $50 right off top.
0: Exactly. It was money. The second the shampoo hit my head, I was like, this is going to cost. This is going to cost.
2: <laughs> you are. And, and here's haven't the thing. I have put shampoo about, on my head for 30 years. But let me just tell you this. What's a what's boss move? Two words. Customer service. That's like, I, I, if. When I have customers, if I have customers, my goal is to please them and to give them an experience that they might not give other, get otherwise, but also give them things within the realm of what they're asking for that allow me to charge more. That's a great mm. business person. So I'm gonna sit you in my chair and give you a shampoo, even though you ain't had a shampoo in 30 years. Nope. Right? Can I tell you something because about the now you're gonna pay me double for the cut.
0: Can I tell you something about the experience, though, which made everything okay? They took me to the back area to get my shampoo, and on the wall, Ghost and Ray, and Benny the Butcher, don't. West Side Gun, don't. Conway the Machine, don't. and framed photos. Really? Framed photos. And I was Meant like, I don't be. care what it costs. If Meant the Griselda's
2: on the wall, I don't Meant care what be. it costs, I'm good. Meant to be. There you go. As a So now, I'm disappointed. You should have gave $100. No. disappointed. No, no, no. You charged me $60. You're getting $80. I ain't no. giving you $40 on top Griselda of $60. on the uh, wall. You, uh, got tip, uh, you got a tip, dog. You got a tip. I don't care come how much on, shampoo That's good you karma. use.
0: I don't care how expensive the shampoo nah. is. I don't care how you massage it into my hair. You are not getting $40 on top of 60 for a haircut. You're supposed to it's give 100 last me five days. No. It,
2: no. What, once you saw Griselda on the wall, come on. You got to drop $100 for that.
0: Framed, Jalen. Framed photos. Come on, man. Not just on so the wall, framed
2: photos. See, see, here's what I want people to understand. I look at life daily sometimes, sometimes with money, like I'm tithing. Like, either I'm a blessing to other people or an angel or, you know, giving them something that they wouldn't normally otherwise get, you know, and, and, and giving them a feeling of gratitude, putting a smile on their face the bus person at the restaurant, the housekeeping person at the hotel, the valet driver, like people that work in like service. And I'm also really into momentum and karma. And when you walk to that back and you seen the Griselda family on that wall, now it's like you represent me in basketball you represent all of us when you in that barbershop. You gotta give $100. I'm disappointed in you.
0: Please. I'm not gonna be shamed into microphones on this program about giving a $20 tip on a $60 haircut when I normally get a $16 haircut. Like, no, nuh-uh. I'm not giving a $100, dog. You rich. Did I play? How many? How many games I played in the NBA? How many, how many multi-million dollar contracts have I signed? No, 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 no. I work for my money. I'm not like you. I didn't play a child's game for my money, okay? I work for it. You're going to you're gonna have to work harder to give me a shampoo to separate me from my hard-earned money. I am not going to be shamed for giving a $20 tip on a 6 dollars haircut. However, I am going to be so proud to present to our podcast audience this full, unedited, unfiltered interview with Young Jeezy. Coming to you live from the Seaport, New York City. Brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, who is joining us right Our now next on the guest program. Is a legend,
2: an icon, a trap star. And when he walked in the studio today,
1: <laughs>
2: he froze the studio literally. <laughs> Snowman. Snowfall
1: happens this Friday. Big Snow Jeezy. What up, Doe? What Welcome up, doe? back to the What's show, up, family. Brother? Appreciate you. That's right. Snowfall out. Ooh. That's right. Tomorrow, Friday is going down. It's lit. It's lit. Shout out to DJ Drama. We in the building. Yes, Shout indeed. out to Jalen and Jacoby. Family, baby, family. No doubt. No doubt. So, yes, sir.
0: Snowfall out tomorrow, Friday. Let me guess. You got Rihanna on there, Post Malone on there, Forty Two, well, 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 Doug on there.
2: Well,
0: well, <laughs> like, <laughs> how did how did you, you get
1: gotta, so many it, stars on one album? It's, it's some features on there. You gotta wait until it comes out. But um, um, you know, I just I just did it the street way. You know, I just reached out, and everybody who had love for me hopped on there. You know what I mean? What was it like getting back with DJ Drama? Man, it was, um, you know, it's one of those things. Like, you know, you had somebody you came up with, playing ball with, in the league that you just felt like brought the best out of you. And mm-hmm. no matter when you got the guys got together, you had a good game, whether it was a scrimmage yeah. game or whether you were just playing in the backyard. It's one of those things, man. We both successful. We both up. But we still love what we do. So this was fun. You know, the process there's no expectations You go in And you just do What you do naturally And and, and it just came out That way From top to bottom 17 records uh, DJ Drama Snow You know Trap or Die vibes You know what I mean Ooh. You know what that is <laughs>
0: so exciting not only do you have the album Snowfall coming out but there's also a documentary in the works what are fans going yeah. to see what part of your life are we going to get exposed to through this project
1: well this is it's, it's called the Making of Snowfall uh, documentary shout out to Justice League they did most of the music on there and if anybody know anything about my career you know uh, they was a big part of it um, but what it is is the making of the project you know what I'm saying and it's crazy because I'm one of them type of people. I don't really like cameras around when I'm working mm-hmm. in the studio, but I kind of let the cameras come in this time, so you can see my, you know, my moments where I catch a vibe. You can see my moments where, you know, I start to feel a, a certain beat or ask for a certain sound, and a lot of that things they did were actually done with real instrumentation. So it wasn't like just making beats. Mm-hmm. It was like we brought in guitars, we brought in drums, we brought in uh, snares, we brought in, uh, you know, horns or what have you, and it was. Um, A lot of instrumentation And we actually Ran um, Every song Back through uh, A cassette tape When we we Was getting ready To mix it For the analog sound So yeah
2: so when he says he don't don't like cameras around, right. he's not lying. <laughs> Everybody has followed your career since right. day one. You right. weren't doing this for likes and yeah, follows. Yeah. I remember as your celebrity started to rise and people started to come up to you like, well, hold on now. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. run up on me right. like that.
1: Right. You don't know so, me like
2: that. <laughs> exactly. So what has it been like for you just as an industry veteran, a right. young legend in a lot of ways right. to just see Yourself grow as an artist And as a human being
1: Man I just think It was mindset You know once I kind of got over The survivor's remorse Once I got in the place Where I was at peace with me It was just easier For me to be accepting Of my blessings or, 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 or people Showing me love mm-hmm. Because at one point uh, You know Where we come from People show you love That can mean a lot of things Yeah, yeah <laughs> You yeah, know right. what I mean So yeah. But it was just one of those places where I just got to a point, I was like, wow, like, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I can even do better. So when you see me doing my my business moves, like my sports water right here, Defiance oh. Fuel, or my New Spirit, uh, not cognac. I have Vodka and Gin, um, you know, that's that's my evolution. And, it, and it's okay to evolve. And when I realized that, it was easy for me to accept my flowers and get the love. So now I don't feel... Of course I'm still on point No doubt Because you know Being a rapper Is like the most dangerous job In the world You know what I mean Yes Um, But at the same time It's just like You know I'm just glad That I grew up The way I did So that I I have Natural intuition And that I never lose that But at the same time You know I, I like love More than I like the awards and you know the Grammys and the mm-hmm. this and the that because you know from the D exactly. you know what I mean Detroit like no real love is love no quest. and you know Detroit's one of them cities where, like if they don't rock with you like mm-hmm. you'll know it
0: exactly exactly, <laughs> you know exactly. What I'm no so, doubt yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the cities because when I listen to your music, it's just so undeniably Atlanta. And yeah. the Atlanta has become the epicenter of the hip hop scene in this country. And what does it feel like to you, sure. who's someone who's represented Atlanta for so long, to watch it grow and thrive in the music industry?
1: Wow, great question. Um, for me, it, it's I think it's all those things. And one, it's like a, a cesspool of success. Um because everything from politics to movies to music to culture and everything is, is cultivated in Atlanta. So it's just like, you know, I can call the mayor, the governor, you know, show up at my events. I just performed uh, um, at one music fest and Stacey Abrams and, and uh, 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 the, the mayor oh, was on stage with me showing love. Um, and then everything from, you know, being able to, you know, call my peers and that support. I did the and. DJ Drama and all my business people came through and you know we raised over $500,000 for um, my foundation, my nonprofit. but just knowing that you can come to a city and have that type of um, love and do that type of networking is why Atlanta is so great because there's no limitations on it you know what I'm saying and I think that's a beautiful thing you go to some cities and it's heavy politics and and no culture or heavy culture and and no movies Uh, uh, you know I think Last year, Atlanta was the um, number one city for new uh, millionaires. That says a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, if you come to Atlanta and you network, right, you can be, you know, anybody or anything and be successful. Mm -hmm. So I think that's beautiful.
2: Well, you know how much I love you, and we've been breaking bread for like 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to say this, like, just to be real. I appreciate it so very much, the maturity, that we all got a chance to grow and live to see you and Gucci see eye to eye. Right, right. You and Freddie Gibbs see eye to eye. During that period of time, I've been in the studio with you. They've Mm -hmm. been on this show. You've Mm -hmm. been on the show. We're Mm -hmm. family. What is it like for you at this point in your life to be able to see eye to eye with them and show other black men that we can have conflict and resolve it without ultimately having violence happen?
1: Mm. Well, um, the Freddie Gibbs situation, I would say, you know, over time when you evolve and you start to understand that um, how important communication is and communicating properly and us as a black men, I, th- I think that was, it still is cause you know nothing's solved by the way uh, a big issue mm-hmm. because when we have differences um, we don't communicate well you know what I'm saying and a lot of times a lot of these things can be fixed with communication mm-hmm. you know what I mean meaning that my ego is not involved I can let you say how you feel I can accept that and you can hear how I feel we don't have to agree mm-hmm. um, but at least we know we stand and then we move on and we do uh, you know if it's business we're gonna do or uh, continue to just have a report and I just think like a lot of times um, you know it's something we wasn't taught at a young age mm-hmm. um, and we deal with you know trauma and and, and we deal with things differently based on the fact that that's how we was raised and that's what we saw. We saw you know, our uncles and, and, and the cats come up and it was just like, you know, no matter what, you stick your chest down, no, you don't let nobody, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's an ongoing cycle. And I feel like even the Versus um, situation, that that had to happen, you know what I'm saying? That was a thousand pounds of bricks walking on everybody's back, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like, for me, it's just like, we gonna make it about the music and we're going to leave that where it's at meaning that it took a big multi-billion dollar company uh, to, to, to assist with something that started in the streets <laughs> you know what I'm saying right. so, so it's just like that lets you know how big mm-hmm. uh, and how much it matters and at the end of the day like I said you know um, a lot of us get this blessing and this opportunity and still end up giving it all back mm-hmm. you know look at Nipsey Hussle you know what I'm saying look at um uh, look at the kid P&D Rock mm-hmm. you just passed. Uh, look at uh, you know King Von, Bank Road Fresh and all these kids. It's like, I think at the end of the day you got to realize like 10% of it is music. 90% of it is survival.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: On whatever level that is. That means even finan- uh, uh, financial li- literacy. Like mm-hmm. understanding how to handle your money because you get with bad lawyers and bad managers and bad people that mess up your money. Now you back. Or you get out here and you don't know how to move, and then now, now you're somewhere and you're in a bad is it predicament because you know somebody you know shot you, or mm-hmm. uh, did some harm to you, or it, it's just a survival thing. You know the art is a, such a small part, but survival is so much more. And I feel like the big homie because I, I hate when people call me OG, so I'm gonna put that out there. Right. You know what I mean? I don't like the, the OG big talk. Homie. Ain't nothing original about gangster, but the big homie. Mm-hmm. You said it. I, I really believe in that because we got to be the ones that say, look, man, you know, yeah, we did this at one point in time, but, you know, we, we, all, we all deserve a chance to evolve. But to answer your question, when I came in peace with myself and I did healing myself, a lot of things didn't matter like they used to. They don't serve me anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
0: That's a great perspective. We appreciate you offering that to us, and I oh, want to sure. change gears and ask you mm-hmm. about your Atlanta Hawks because they were in oh, yeah, the conference finals a couple oh, years ago,
2: oh, but they got, got straight they kind of got
0: they kind of got, got sort of dog walked by the Heat in the playoffs <laughs> last year. How do you feel about your Hawks right now as the season starts?
1: Hey, man, you know that's my team. I gotta stick beside them. No doubt. <laughs> no question. Um, I mean, you know, like. We going we going we going to get it together, brother. Like we going to get it together. Uh you know, I just think, you know, every year uh we get a little better. Um but we going to get it together. You know, we going to support them. And, and We going to continue to support them, you know what I mean?
2: So, I got a question for you. Uh-oh. Because like as a big homie in Atlanta, right. it just reminded me of something. Like who are the top 5 athletes that have played for your hometown team. Wow. Five people that played for the Braves or the Hawks mm. or the Falcons. She was like, I rock with them.
1: Definitely Mike Vick. Mm. Definitely Deion Sanders. Deion can take two slots.
2: No doubt. He's <laughs> no, phenomenal. No doubt. <laughs> <no, laughs> he takes two slots. I agree. <laughs> um,
1: Josh Smith. Mm. I mean, just He's culturally. Smooth. You know what I'm yep. saying? He's smooth. Uh, who else, man? Yeah. Um, Oh my God, from the Falcons, uh, the receiver, Julio. Julio, mm-hmm. yeah. It's culturally, uh, and Trey Young for sure, no doubt. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. Yeah, but you know, Dion get two slides. You I know love that you gotta, prime you gotta, time. Got to salute Dion, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Jalen and I actually met at Strokers in Atlanta. In the bathroom. That is where this show started. And for
1: Come on, those man. no, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. We you're, not tell- you're not telling me you <laughs> no. On the east side, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. We yeah, literally yeah. Met no, in I, I, I met a lot of people in that bathroom, but we didn't we didn't make a show. Exactly. But exactly. <laughs> y'all <Which laughs> ended up making money together. Yeah, like we made like some us. we made some money together, but it wasn't a show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but as someone, as someone from the Northeast, I didn't spend that much time in Atlanta, and I was so right. shocked by the strip club culture, how different it was there. Yes. So, explain to, to our audience what the experience is like in Atlanta and how it like is so different the corner from other store. cities.
1: Well, I'm, well, I can't, well, you know, it's crazy, because I went in Magic City two days ago for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, I had to hurry up and get up out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a bad way, but yeah, it's just yeah. like I forgot how intense it is. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And the type of, you know, bread that you gotta really, you know, because yeah. it's like you jeez. You can't come do, you know, but the the reality of it is, you know, culturally, Magic City, Strokers, uh, Blue Flame and a couple of these clubs Were a lot of the talent that you see in superstars that you see came from. I came, I was a product of strokers in Magic City because that's where my music got played first. And that's why I befriended the girls, and they were supporting me because I was supporting them. Of course, you know, I was making it rain. I was no buying doubt. bottles. No doubt. But we were supporting each other, and we all came up together. And it's just like when you see these, you know, these guys coming from Atlanta, you got to know they came from these strip clubs. But to answer your question, if you come to Atlanta You come to the strip club um, You know <laughs> Be prepared to uh, You know At least spend At least you know Six months of mortgage Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying That makes it to the community Right, right. Just, be, just be prepared <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> You know what I mean And
2: before you get out of here And again Snowfall Lamar <laughs> Yes
1: yeah, Snowfall With DJ Drama, drama Who else on
2: the album Tell them on the album Oh please, man, man. I'm,
1: I'm gonna give you some names We got Lil Durk on there For sure Shout out to Lil Durk um, we got um uh uh, uh forty two Doug Detroit Detroit in the house and uh ESTG man I just kept it all the way street man with the homies and these are all these young cats that I respect I, and, and, uh, and I'm gonna shout out the Rihanna thing what it was was that was my vision board and 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 we was reaching out to all those people and Kanye was actually supposed to well, he did a verse for the album so you know we'll. <laughs>
2: so so how does that work So we seen Like him do a couple Of interviews right. We see he's at an, a, a unique space As I'll say Right And then have a couple Of his interviews Pulled down You mm-hmm. about to drop An album mm-hmm. You took time You took energy You recorded right. Probably wrote a check Whatever Right Now what happens With that song
1: I mean we gotta see We gotta see You know we got to see, you know, you know how I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people got to send emails, a lot of texts, and we'll I mean, see. Maybe I'll go to Strokers and have some, you know, some, some, some shrimp bites and think about it. <laughs> 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 well, Jeezy the love. Snowfall you guys. comes call out away.
0: tomorrow, yes. Friday, Snowfall. Anywhere you get your music, you can get you Jeezy's go. latest project. Thank you so much for joining us on
2: Jalen And, and before I
1: go, man, back. I just want to say, man, I'm, I'm so you know happy and proud of you guys, man. And Jalen, man, you you've us. been stepping it up. Thank across you. the boards brother and I never got a chance to holler at you Jalen showed up at my birthday party last year and it was like one of the biggest surprises I got in there like Jalen's Jaylen, in there I'm like Jalen Rose no doubt no <laughs> yeah doubt. he was in there so appreciate shout out to that. you brother I love appreciate you man y'all keep doing what y'all one. doing yes sir love love, salute
0: Snowfall out tomorrow we'll be back right after this Snowfall go cop it
1: there it is got to get the
0: Want to thank Young GZ for coming through today. We had Jada Kiss yesterday. And who's coming on tomorrow, Jalen?
2: It's a family affair. And you know what I was thinking? Again, 98580Jalen. I'm going to do a better job of posting the pod on my IG every day. Clips for this show, video every day. And the reason why. I need to make sure I do that and I sung Family Affair because you're my brother. I love you. We've been doing this over a decade. Just think about the authenticity of this show. You and I met in Strokers. We had Jeezy the Snowman on this show yesterday saying he needs to go to Strokers to get some steak bites to think about if he's going to take Kanye off his album or not. He was pressed about that. Of course he pressed about that. that that's, a, that's a big check in a lot of different directions. You know what I mean? And a lot of emails he got to send. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he as soon as he saw homie start talking, he like, I wish he could have waited two weeks.
0: Yeah, no. Like, you, you can't give me You can't, can't give me till November, no, I, can't, right. I can't get to like, November for you to talk right. crazy?
2: And, and, and so think about this. I've also been in Strokers multiple times with Jay Jenkins, really? a.k.a. Jeezy the Snowman. And let me take this a step further. When I ask about him and Freddie Gibbs, friend of the show, our brother, gangster Gibbs, who you, Bill, and all of us has been knowing for a decade. When I ask him about seeing eye to eye with Gucci, who's been on this show also. I remember when all of them weren't seeing eye to eye fam, I was in the studio, in the trap studio, okay? And everybody clearly had to be on high alert. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a game. It, 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 It warms my heart to have him on the show and to hear him say that. That's 20 plus years of a relationship. You put me onto a clip where Styles and, and, and uh, Chic was talking about meeting Jerry Springer coming from my crib. <laughs> that was 20 years ago. In the hallway. Just think about it, that was 20 years ago. Like, those are my brothers. You know what I mean? Jeezy, Locks. those are my brothers. And David Jacoby looks at his brother Jalen and says, My brother. Kiss knows my name. Knows my name. Thank you. Thank you. He looks at me doing a versus at the garden. That reminds you how a player looks at somebody that's talking trash to them or with somebody want to shout somebody out. It's a room full of people. It's We're in the garden. He literally almost had a laser tunnel and said, what up, Jacobian to the mic. He didn't even say hi to me. He pointed at me and said into the microphone, he didn't say a sentence, he just
0: said, Jacoby. Just (laughs) pointed right at me at the peak of, the peak, the peak, peak, peak of hip-hop competition. While he was ahead on the scorecards, while the fight wasn't even over, dude pointed at me and said my name. And that is one of the reasons that I really appreciate your influence on my life, and I love this show so much. And everyone that works on it, and who is joining us tomorrow, Jalen?
2: It's still a family affair. Because when Jalen and Jacoby go to Buffalo, guess who we hang out with? Griselda family. And who's the first lady of Griselda? Armani Caesar. She's joining the show tomorrow. The Liz 2 is out tomorrow. Jalen and Jacoby, and please tell me this, 98580Jalen before we get out of here. Tell me a Monday through Friday show that has the variety and the versatility of Jalen and Jacoby. The only other show that comes to mind to me are radio shows. The Breakfast Club, Hot 97 with Ebro in the Morning, Big Boy's Neighborhood, like those are the shows that come to mind. As it relates to linear television, nobody, nobody, nobody. No comment. <clears throat> No comp. No body. No comparisons, no competition. No comp. Competition is none. It's because of you. And like the Blastmaster Carver's once said, we're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give
1: the